Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is episode 32. It's Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, and I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. And uh, welcome back, guys. I've uh, got an exciting episode here planned for you um, in this sort of mini-series that we kicked off last Friday, January 28th, uh, with the first part of the three parts we're going to go into regarding this principle in marketing known as know, like, trust. And the no part is K-N-O-W, okay? So it doesn't come through as well on an uh, audio clip as it would, let's say, in a video uh, or with some text. But, but that's basically what we talked about in the first episode of the series. That was episode 31, like I said, on January 28th. And we discussed this whole concept. Well, really, we started at the very top, and we just talked about the notion of why no like trust is so important, okay, and why it why it has such gravity to it, right? Then we kind of spent the majority of that episode drilling down and examining the first part of that three-part uh, sequence, and we talked a lot about the whole no factor. How do you get somebody to know who you are? How do you bring awareness to your audience? How do you how do you convince an audience to pay attention to you? and to believe that it's worth their while to pay attention to you. And that's just the first part. That's just, you know, one-third of the way through the journey where you're basically putting out, and again, we're talking from a digital marketing, social media marketing perspective here, you're putting out content, you're putting out messaging, saying, hey, this is who I am, this is what I have to offer, it's worth paying attention to me. And that's, you know, again, it's, it's kind of funny because when you hear this stuff and you look at this for the first time or even the 10th time, it just sounds super simple, right? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, get to know me, get to like me, get to trust me. Okay, I got it. But when you start getting into the tactics and you start really thinking about how do you create these outcomes over sustained periods of time, you know, which in some cases can be very lengthy periods of time, uh, those tactics become super, super important and they can become very granular. So I think if you listen to episode one of this three-part series, uh, you would realize if you previously thought this was simple, straightforward stuff, you'd realize, okay, the concept is simple. The implementation is the issue, right? That's the hard part, <clears throat> excuse me. That's the part where I really have to, you know, from a business owner standpoint, really be thoughtful about this and be sustained and be consistent about it. Okay, and, and, and that consistency and that sustainment, the discipline required to do that is often the biggest challenge. So, having said that, I just want to start off with a quick recap on the, on the no side of the equation. And now let's jump into the like part of it. So part two or the second you know, uh, element in this sequence that gets you two-thirds of the way there is, okay, let's say you've gotten your audience to know you. The next thing that you're really trying to accomplish and work on is getting them to like you, okay? Now, let's think about this for a second. If you, if you get your audience to like you, there is a chance that you're going to make sales out of that. Okay, let me be clear. It's not like, oh, unless I do all three things and get somebody all the way to the trust factor, uh, I'll never make a sale. That's not true. You know, some people will buy impulsively. They will buy, you know, they will buy without thinking much. They will... You know, they'll pull the trigger before they've gotten all the information that they might require. And so it's not impossible for you to advance your business and make sales and generate revenue 
in the like phase. Now, I would argue it's much harder in the no phase because when somebody's just getting to know that your business exists, it's, it's a very low likelihood they're going to spend money on you. It's just, it's just not very likely at that, at that stage. And I think if you've lived through that stage, if you kind of understand what that stage is, you know what I mean. The best you're really hoping for there is creating engagement with your customer base, but you're not really going to create a lot of sales. You're not really going to create a lot of traction for your business. Now, in this phase that we're talking about today, when you move into the like phase, now you have a chance to generate sales and create business for yourself, but you're still not all the way to the promised land, right? Because it's not until you have the trust factor that you become that automatic repeat brand that the customer trusts and the customer puts their entire full faith and credit in and says, I am a fan of fill in the blank. I am a fan of Coca-Cola. I only drink Coke. I don't drink Pepsi. So every month I'm buying cases of Coke. I am a repeat, highly liquid customer for that business that I love, right? That's, that's a whole other thing that we'll talk about in the next episode, right? But in this episode, what we're really focusing on, and, and don't get me wrong, guys, the goal here isn't short-term sales. The goal, the goal here isn't to just generate a few sales and move on. I mean, we're in the like part of the sequence here to hopefully eventually get to the trust sequence, right? Because the goal is, I mean, if, you're, if your goal is different from this, maybe this isn't necessarily for you, or maybe this, this episode is reaching too far. But the goal is to create a brand around your business, right? That's what we're kind of striving for here in the end result, is that we've branded your business, and you're not going to get branded, you're not going to have a viable brand without building trust. So you really need to get to that objective that, that, that we kind of feel underlies this entire world of digital marketing, this whole podcast is kind of built upon, is the notion that you want to create a brand out of your business or that you're always striving towards that. And so that's why we feel, from a transform perspective, that you need all three of these things to get there, okay? If you did say to me, yeah, Chris, I don't care, I just wanna generate some short-term cash, well, you probably could get there uh, coming up to this phase, coming up to the like phase, okay? But that's not really what drives the boat here, okay? So, kind of getting that out of the way conceptually, let's talk about how you do it, okay? Uh, let's talk about how you can actually accomplish in a digital space getting somebody to like you, getting somebody to feel like, hey, I, I like this person, I like their business, I like the... I like what the business is all about. I like what the business is offering. Those types of things. Those are the sentiments that you're trying to create. Okay? So let's just kind of go through them one by one here, guys. I think, you know, for whether you're selling a service or a product, and maybe you could argue this comes into play a little bit more on the services side than the product side, but having the proper expertise and the proper professionalism around that expertise is super important. Now, when I say professionalism, I don't mean you're wearing a suit and a tie all the time in every video that you make for your business. That's not what I mean by professionalism. What I mean is a proportional corresponding degree of professionalism to the expertise that you have, that you're displaying, again, through a service, or if it's a product, that as, the, as the, the, the seller of that product and the business that, that, that offers that product, 
there's a certain professionalism that goes with that as well. Okay, so those are those are things that um, that are critical to building the foundation of getting your customer base to like you. Okay, building up the expertise and the professionalism, the messaging that goes with that. Now, obviously, if you're in business and you've been in business for a while, you have these things, right? You have the expertise. You presumably have displayed the professionalism to get your business going, to get some customers, to get some business, right? Or maybe you've been doing this for a long time and you've got this totally aced and there's no issue with it whatsoever. But all that being said, that has to come through in a digital space. That has to come through in a digital environment. And so you have to communicate that expertise and professionalism in that environment, contextually to that environment, okay? So, you know, how you do that is going to differ depending on the business, depending on the product, depending on the service. But, you know, it, it definitely stems from, I believe, this is my opinion, that an organic representation of what it is that you do or offer or sell that is very upfront, that is very honest, that is very, you know, you know, no, um, you know, no, no holds barred. You're, you're putting forward pure knowledge, value. You're not holding back. You're not being cagey. You're not, you're not trying to trick anybody. You're just, you're just taking what you know, you're taking what you have to offer and you're presenting it at face value. And I think when you do that, you know, no more or no less than that, you've, you've represented your expertise. You've represented the most professional packaging to the expertise. I mean, think about it. If you, if you stop short, you sound like you're holding something back and like you're trying to entice somebody to, uh, you know, to, 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 let's say, overextend themselves to learn more about your business or your service or your product, right? If you go, if you go past that point, you're just over the top in the way that you present your product or your service, you can, you can scare people off, right? You can, you can make them feel like you're being too salesy, too pushy, or whatnot, okay? So I think, you know, in some cases, this is going to be as obvious as it gets, and maybe in other cases, it could be a little bit more of a head-scratcher, like, hey, Chris, I don't really know exactly what it looks like for me to be, let's say, professional around the products I sell. But I think that you have to just kind of go down to the root, you know, sort of foundation of the thing that you're selling or offering and just present it in a raw and honest and unvarnished sort of way. And the process of doing that establishes your expertise. The process of doing that is being professional. So hopefully that helps a little bit. I think there's an aspect to this, guys, that you know, can be a little bit nuanced. It can be a little bit like, hey, I won't know it until I see it. I have to try different things. I have to try different types of medium to put content out on it. I have to try writing about my, my offering. I have to try you know, speaking about it in audio. I have to try videotaping uh, certain things about it. And, and, and you'll just kind of tease it out. And you'll see what feels authentic, what feels right, and you'll go from there and you'll build on it. It's not necessarily going to be perfect the first... I mean, it's never going to be perfect. We don't strive for perfection. But we're always working to give the best, you know, kind of put forward the best uh, possibility that we can, right? And so I think that I think that in those iterations and that testing and that experimenting, you will get there and you will be able to package your expertise, what you're good at, what you're selling, what you have to offer that you completely believe in 
and it will start to shine through. Okay, so that's really you know kind of on the on the expertise professionalism side, but it kind of leads into a point that I made uh, just a moment ago about authenticity. So, and I think we can kind of treat this by itself for a moment because the expertise, to be honest with you guys, the expertise and the professionalism, I see it more as the business side. I see that more as you putting forward the business, right? When we talk about authenticity and personality, we're talking about you putting yourself forward. So you as the face of that business or that brand, if you don't approach it in the most authentic, honest, personality-driven, and that's unique to everybody because we all have a different personality, if you don't, if you don't approach it that way, and you don't present it that way, it's going to show up. It's going to absolutely come through that you're being inauthentic. And it just, it'll just find its way to the surface. I mean, whether it's, you know, you put out content one way and then the person talks to you, and when they're talking to you, they realize you're not like you were in the video, or if you say things and promise things in your content that then when they talk to you, you're not delivering on those things or you're not offering those things. Whatever the, the mechanism is, if you're not being authentic and you're not putting forward who you are just as if you were not talking to that camera, just as if you were not typing on that keyboard, you're just being yourself and you're flowing that through those medium, those media, that's the only way to approach it. If you cannot approach it that way, if you cannot be authentic and show your personality, then yeah, we may have found an argument for you to just not even bother <laughs> With, with, the, with the digital space because it's just not going to resonate. It's just going to end up being a waste of time. So you have to really kind of be introspective about that a little bit and say, okay, you know, what do I, you know, you know, who am I in relation to this, to this business and how do I just find a way to set aside all the hangups, all the psychology and literally just present myself as I am through these media and let people get to know me that way. Let just, just as if I met them in real life, you know, real person, face-to-face, -face, handshake, at a party, at a get-together, at a networking event, whatever in-person type of um, uh, example you want to use, you basically, in that digital space, are simply translating that action over to social media, your website, your email marketing. You are just being yourself through those media. And there's no other way to be. So this isn't like, you know, this isn't an optional hack for you to do better at getting people to like you. It's like the only chance you have is if you can be authentic and you can show your personality. Okay? A lot of people are going to say, well, I'm speaking to so many people. There's this huge audience out there. If I be myself, there's a great chance that many of them are not going to like it. That's fine. You don't want to work with them anyway. Okay? You don't want to work with them anyway. It's not going to be a, a, a nurturing, long-term business-client relationship anyway. You are trying to find, in the masses that are out there on the internet, you are trying to find the segment that is responsive to you, that is your ideal client, that is your perfect client. Okay, And so that's really the only thing you are looking for. And in many ways, you being yourself and showing your personality is going to winnow down that field it is going to be the thing that winnows down that field into the best possible cross-section of potential clients that you could hope for, okay? So I think, you know, and everybody who's been in business for at least a little bit of time or more 
knows that one of the worst outcomes you can have is jamming a round peg into a square hole. And I'm particularly talking on the services side here now, and this is maybe as applicable to the product side, but where you start working with somebody that's just not a fit, but you just wanted to get the business or you just wanted to generate the revenue, and it just turns into a long-term headache. It just turns into a bad, sour relationship. And it's like, geez, I wish I never took this person on as a client. Okay, so for all you services businesses out there, you probably know what I'm talking about, okay? So, so that's how you avoid that, is through the authenticity and the personality, because it will lure in, it will attract in the right people, okay? So just building upon that, just you know, kind of another tactical level extension of being authentic and showing your personality, is to tell stories, is to relate things about yourself that are 100% unique to you. You know, if you're a lawyer, there's lots of other lawyer, lawyers out there. If you're an accountant, there's lots of other accountants out there. If you, if you sell flowers, there's lots of other, you know, florists out there. But you're the only one who grew up where you grew up, went to school where you went to school, if you, if, if you took that path, uh, you know, met your significant other the way you met them, built your family the way you built it, or, you know, whatever path you took in life and did it that particular way that led to your particular decision to start this particular business that happens to be in this particular location. You get the point, right? I mean, I'm kind of hitting you over the head with it a little bit. But the point is that you and you alone can tell those stories, can relate those things that humanize your business, that humanize yourself. So you're not just like a talking head on the internet. You're not just a, an avatar that People are looking at it and they're like, I can't tell if this person's real or if they're authentic. I just can't, I don't know, you know, I just can't tell. The more you're able to relate through personal anecdote and stories and exposition, the more chance you have for them to like you. Now, not everything's going to be about you and you alone. It's not going to be like, hey, you know, here's another story about my college days or here's another story about, you know, when I set up my, my entity structure for my business. I mean, it's not, it's not quite that ridiculous, right? It's... It's some of that stuff about you as a person, but it can also be very relatable stories about the business itself, about the journey, about the setbacks, about the obstacles, about the tough times, about you know the wins, the losses, the big events, the big milestones, the goals that you have for the business, uh, your business's vision, okay, and how you and how you developed it, where it came from, where the motivation comes from to help people with the thing that you help them with or the product you offer them. So the stories don't have to be all about, you know, I grew up on Main Street in, you know, 1980. They can be more than that, and they can be more business-oriented than that. But they have to be story-based, and they have to have, um, and, and they have to have uh, an, an ability to communicate a unique set of circumstances. So that's, that's why I specifically use the word stories. Okay? Okay, so another tactic that you can sort of lace throughout a lot of these other tactics that I'm, that I'm talking about or have mentioned and going to mention is positivity, optimism, an upbeat nature to your content, to, your, to, your, um, to the messaging that you put out, to the ads that you run, to the emails that you send. I think that in order to be liked, oftentimes your audience has to see hope and 
a goodness to the outcome that they're seeking, they, they have to anticipate that. If, if all of your messaging is completely negative and completely dire, just from a human instinct perspective, you will repel clients, you will repel customers because we can only take so much of that. Right now, I'm not saying you're never gonna use a little bit of an arm twist in your messaging. I mean, you know, you could run a message like, hey, you know, if you don't submit your taxes by April 15th, the government's gonna be after you. You know, that's kind of a factual statement, right? So I don't mean, you know, you'll never use, the, use a little bit of fear-based messaging. I mean, for some people, they'll never use it and that's fine. Others can find a way, I think, to strategically work it into their overall messaging and it can be helpful, it can be useful. But I think that when you think about the tonality that you assume across all of your, um, you know, across all of your marketing, the real key is to try to maintain as much positivity and optimism as you possibly can. Just try to maintain a consistent, constant message of positivity. And you know, if if you're not doing that, I think if you kind of look back across all of your um, if you look back at all of the stuff you've put out and you can see that you haven't been doing that, you probably can trace that back to your business not realizing its potential. Because I think that's the sort of thing that wears people down and wears down the potential for your business to grow its client base. Okay, so really you have to constantly think, even in the marketing that you come up with, it's maybe not always, you know, like I said, maybe there is some urgency type stuff. Maybe there is some fear-based stuff. But the outcome and what you can bring them and what you can deliver them, I think, has to have a positive quality to it. It has to have a positive result associated with it. Okay? And again, I, th I think, you know, this is going to, you know, for everybody who's listening to this and knows their business better than anybody else, you're going to know how well you're doing this, if you're doing it at all and you're gonna know how to improve it if you're not doing it. Okay, I think, I think just kind of be, you know, just kind of being aware of it, if you weren't before this podcast, you're gonna be able to go back and look and say, okay, wait a second. I, I, I can see how, you know, just the constant flood of negative emails or the constant you know, flow of negative posts on my social media feed, are, you know, it's, it's, it's limiting me, or it's literally turning prospects into non-prospects, or it's, it's turning clients into ex-clients. Okay, but I, I definitely encourage you to look very, very closely at how that messaging is unfolding over time throughout those different media that you employ uh, digitally for your business. And just think about it. I mean, you know, a lot of times, guys, when there's any confusion about this stuff, just think about real life. Like, just think about, you know, who do you like to hang around? Who do you like to be friends with? Which family members do you like to be around? Do you like to be around negativity? Do you like to be around positivity? Do you like to... Do you like to be around people who have a hopeful outlook for the future? Or do you like to be around people who think the sky is falling all the time? I mean, this is just kind of basic stuff, guys. I mean, you know, the digital world, it can be daunting from a technology perspective. It can look a little different. It can feel a little different in some regards. But from a sentiment standpoint, there's not much change there. And getting your audience to like you and like what you're messaging to them, it's the same thing as, as if you met them in person. And if you were kind of dealing with them on a face-to-face -face basis, okay? So just keep that in mind, think about that as you go along. Okay, so something we talked about a little bit, you know, going on to our next tactic here. Something we talked a little bit about in the no um, um, segment from uh, the prior episode 
was about you know you know managing your 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 digital community online with consistency with regard you know you know if if people are engaging with your content you don't ignore them right and by and by not ignoring them by not by not turning away from them you're going to get you're going to get them to know you right that was that was part of that episode and that was part of that uh, uh segment of this sequence you say well what's the difference now because it's kind of the same thing right like I'm, I'm supposed to engage with my community i'm supposed to respond to their comments i'm supposed to answer their questions well yes it is in some sense a continuation but the key is the longer you do it the more consistent you achieve it you turn the knowing into the liking so it's not necessarily a change in tactic but it's a sustainment and a discipline and a repetition that converts the one sentiment to the other now my digital mentor uh, unofficially speaking uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks ad nauseum about how at, during the, the height of Twitter in the late 2000s you know before Instagram kind of took over in 2010 um, he made sure to respond to every single direct message every single mention every time he came up every time he was mentioned on that platform he responded to it and let me let me say this when he first started to do it nobody knew who he was they were just like hey who's this guy who's tweeting all this stuff and responding then after doing it hundreds and hundreds of times they knew who he was they're like oh that's Gary Vaynerchuk that's the wine guy uh, sending out all kinds of tweets then after doing it thousands of times they liked him and they said wait a second that guy if you write that guy on Twitter he responds to you if you ask him a question about wine he answers your question if you ask him how he's you know how he's doing XYZ in his business he'll send you an answer I like that guy not everybody responds he responds okay so you see that so his tactic didn't change but his tactic remained sustained and constant over time he never wavered from it he never stopped doing it he never turned away from that tactic of saying hey you know this is this is um, you know the right way to operate on this platform okay so responding to comments answering questions constantly constantly showing up will eventually turn people who know you into people who like you okay so there's nothing new there guys it definitely is a thread that comes off of the previous episode but it's a big deal okay it's a big deal that you maintain that and you keep going that way okay all right so lastly we'll finish off with this everybody loves a free giveaway everybody loves some value that's very tangible I'm not talking about oh the aggregate of all 10,000 tweets that Chris sent out is valuable that's not what I mean I mean something that they can point to and say geez I I engaged with Chris's content and I got this thing back for it that definitely helps move the needle towards your audience liking you so for example if hey you know let's talk the product side hey if you buy my product your first purchase I'm gonna throw in a free gift and I'm just just for just just for the heck of it I'm just gonna throw in a free gift because you were a patron of my business and I appreciate that okay um, if it's the service side hey you know um, you're doing your taxes here's a free checklist of all the things you need 
to complete your taxes. Take these things and, you know, or take this list and, and use it to make sure that you have everything you need when you get your taxes together. Whether you do them on your own, whether you come to me as your, as your provider, whether you go to a different accountant or CPA, here it is. Here's a list for you to, to use, okay? Um, you know, maybe it's a free template that somebody can use in their business if you're selling business to business. Um, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, if you're, if, if you're a lawyer and you help people set up entities, you know, you offer, you know, free articles of incorporation that they can use to set up their entity or, or whatever, free meeting minutes templates, okay? Um, you know, I'm kind of being a little bit inexact here, but you get the point. You provide something relevant to your expertise that gives them value and it's very, very tangible. And by tangible, you know, it could be software. It could be a, it could be a file on your computer, but it's discrete. It's a singular thing or things that they can point to and say, wow, so-and-so, you know, with, with no expectation of business, like didn't solicit me, didn't ask for the sale, didn't, didn't push me down the funnel any further. They just, they just said, hey, you know, thanks for coming across my page or thanks for interacting with me online. Here's something for free. Here's something that I want to provide you uh, as value. Okay, so that is absolutely uh, critical that you look for opportunities like that. Now, you're not going to do that all the time. You're not going to do that every single time they come to you or you'll probably be out of business or you'll spend all your time creating free giveaways. <laughs> but, but, but having a situation where you let somebody leave the interaction with something to show for it that made their life easier, that clarified something in their life, that enhanced their life from a product standpoint, whatever the case may be, that is huge. That is a huge part of being able to say, hey, I was able to take this, this, uh, this customer, this would-be client, and move them from the no phase to the like phase, okay? No, K-N-O-W, okay? From the no phase to the like phase, okay? So we're going to kind of wind it down here, guys. I know the other, other episode is a bit longer because we spent a lot of exposition at the front end uh, talking about this, this three-part uh, concept in general, and then we kind of moved into the, the first part of it. But hopefully what you have here, let me, let me say this. Everything I said on this podcast is not exhaustive. You may very well find or have already found ways to cultivate your audience liking what you and your business represent and provide to them. And I encourage you to double and triple down on those things. If you know what works, if you know what's been working, keep doing it. Keep working at it. Okay, and maybe you can incorporate some of these other tactics if you're not doing them. Or you can enhance these tactics if you are doing them. But what I wanted to do and what we, what we like to do on the podcast in general is give you guys not only you know, some of this conceptual philosophical stuff, but some tactics that you can employ and say, you know, I'm going to actually take this forward into my digital space and try it out and try being more like this, try doing more things like this, okay, uh, such as the things I listed uh, on today's episode. Okay, so that's, you know, that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to accomplish with you. And hopefully you got some of that from this episode. Of course, uh, the, 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 the reality is you can always go a level deeper. I mean, we could sit here and we could actually create the social media posts together uh, that hopefully get businesses to like you. Obviously, we're not going to do that. Uh, we can't be that prescriptive and we wouldn't try to be. Uh, we would only be doing that sort of thing if we developed uh, a working relationship and we had your account. And we started to look at your messaging and the assets that you have digitally. And then we would go down to that level of granularity and say, okay, here are certain messaging angles and campaigns and wording and copywriting that we can use uh, to get your message across. So, of course, if you're interested in that, you know, you can always contact us and let us know. 
Uh, but, but for the most part, what we really want you to be able to do is take value away from this discussion. Okay, so what we're going to do, guys, is wrap up here, and we're going to come back in the next episode. Um, 99% positive the next episode will be part three, might be something in between. Uh, but we're planning for episode 33 later this week to complete the trifecta, and we'll talk about the trust factor and how important that is to brand, okay, the concept of brand. All right, guys, so thanks again for listening. Super, super appreciate it. Uh, super appreciate you guys following our podcast, liking us, sharing it, subscribing the whole gamut. Uh, Check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn. Check out the website, transform.com. And check out our YouTube channel. I haven't really mentioned that as much as I should. The YouTube channel, currently, we're taking these episodes. We're putting them up there visually. You can kind of see the text coming on the screen. So there's at least some visuals there for you, and you you can kind of read the text at the same time that you're listening to me. Uh, So definitely check out the Transform YouTube channel as well. And, uh, of course, over there in the description, uh, you may find some of these uh, links that I refer to and some of these, uh, these uh, textual references. Uh, you can more easily grab them off of there than, let's say, some of the other uh, you know, platforms or certainly off of the podcast. Okay, guys, well, thanks for listening again. Uh, we'll be coming back to you later this week, episode 33. Super excited to do that one and close out this, uh, this trilogy. Uh, hope you guys have a great night, and we will talk to you. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, today's Tuesday. We'll talk to you uh, Thursday, most likely. Could be Friday, uh, but more than likely, we'll have another episode up on uh, February uh, 3rd. Okay, guys, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.